listening to the Refinery Church Podcast. Each message is from our most recent weekend service located on our downtown Brea campus. We hope you are encouraged and strengthened from today's episode. Now for a timely message from Senior Pastor Kelly Fellows. Well, last week uh, we started our, our, our December series called Shine. Everybody say Shine. Beautiful Christmas graphics and Christmas message. We talked a little bit about traditions. And if you have a life journal with you, go ahead and open it up because we're going to take a few notes here this morning. We want you to capture the word of God because God's word is the authority we have here on earth. When we're determining what is right and what is wrong, it is God's word that leads us and directs us. Directs us. It is our moral compass. And so we want to capture God's word. We want to hide it in our heart and we want it to bear fruit in our lives and it will so let's capture it if you don't have a life journal on january 8th at our uh, our pancake breakfast we're going to be giving out uh, next year's life journal so everybody's going to get one of those it's our new year's gift to you so make sure you join us okay so we were talking about traditions last week remember last week we talked about what's your favorite tradition and some of you shared out some of those traditions i mentioned how traditions help us to celebrate our values uh, help us to pass on those values uh, to the next generation. There are some traditions, though, that are a little confusing. Have you ever wondered about some of the traditions, how they got started? Some of them are just downright odd, aren't they? I did a little research to kind of peruse what are some Christmas traditions around the world. And so I thought this morning I'd go and share with you a couple of those things. In Japan, for example, uh, in Japan on Christmas Day, it is a tradition for Japanese families to pack it up and go out and have Kentucky Fried Chicken for Christmas breakfast. Christmas breakfast at Kentucky Fried Chicken. I don't know how it got started, but it is a tradition in Japan. We actually talked about that at a couple of our parties recently. Recently. There's also a, a, uh, a tradition in the, in the country of Ukraine, which we know we're praying for. We're praying for their freedom. We're praying for their protection. They have an odd tradition in Ukraine. They decorate Christmas trees with spiders, ornamental spiders and spider webs. Not sure what that's all about. Maybe somebody found a spider in a tree one day and went, oh, that's what we're supposed to be decorating. I don't know. I have no idea. But that is a Christmas tradition where they decorate with, with ornaments that are in the shape of spiders and spider webs. Uh, in Oaxaca, Mexico, uh, Mexico has lots of traditions. One of the traditions in Oaxaca is the days leading up to Christmas, they grow radishes and they grow them really big and they decorate and they, they carve radishes into all sorts of Christmas uh, uh, decorations and things. And this is just a sample. Those are actually radishes that have been carved in the shape of the so in Oaxaca, Mexico, they have huge competitions, kind of like we do with pumpkins around Halloween time. And then finally, to me, this is the weirdest, most odd Christmas tradition. In the country of Catalonia, they have a tradition called the pooping log. I know all you 12-year-olds in here are going, pooping a log? I, I mean, I don't know what that's about. But it's called the pooping log. They actually decorate logs, hollowed out logs, put faces on them, and throughout the month of December, the children pretend to feed it nuts and fruit. And on Christmas Eve, kind of like a piñata, the kids are given sticks and they beat the mm out of the log <laughs> until it poops presents. 
This is a tradition in the country of Catalonia. I tell you, there's some weird traditions. I have no idea what they came up with this. Maybe somebody from Catalonia was over in Mexico and saw a piñata and said, we're going to come up with our own version of that. The pooping log. Google it sometimes. You'll get to see some interesting pictures of what people are doing to logs out in Catalonia. Traditions, traditions. Well, we have a tradition here at Refinery Church. It's been around for hundreds of years. It's been part of the Church of Jesus Christ during the middle, since the Middle Ages. It's a tradition that I love because it highlights the prophecies that were declared about Jesus by the prophet Isaiah. So what I thought I'd do is, in honor of our tradition here at Refinery, I've invited my father to come to the stage who is with us today. Would you guys welcome Pastor Gil Pacencia to the stage? And Pastor Gil is going to read our theme verse for, the, for this month that is leading us to Christmas Eve, and then he's going to also pray over our time of hearing from the Word. So Pastor Gil? Mm-hmm. Great to be here. We love it. We, uh, we live in the high desert, so we don't get to come down as often as we would like, but it's always an honor to be here and to worship with you and to receive the Word receive the word. Uh, Today's scripture is uh, Isaiah chapter 60, verse 1, out of the New King James, uh, arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. Mm, Wow. Well, Father, we love you, and we thank you, Lord, for your word. I thank you, Lord, for Pastor Kelly. And Father, as he presents the word today, Father, really, it's a gift uh, from your Holy Spirit to Pastor Kelly, to us. Father, may we arise. May our spirits arise. May we wake up, Lord, and receive the Word of God. And Father, may it change us, Lord, not for a minute or for the the day, but Father, may it change us, Lord. And Father, that change would be that we would draw closer to you. And Lord, we love you. We thank you, Lord. And Father, we pray your blessing upon Pastor Kelly and this congregation. And the word that's going to be given in Jesus' name, amen. 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 Thank you, Pastor Gill. You can tell him how much you appreciate him. We love when Pastor Gill and Pam are here. Absolutely. They are elders here. They're not with us regularly on Sundays because of where they live, but they are elders. They speak into the life of this congregation from their experience and their anointing as ministers of the gospel. You know that the reason why we declare that is because this passage of scripture was declared 700 years before Jesus was born, that through the darkness, God would bring light into life. And our tradition here is literally... I I invite people to arise and bring a light to shine and light our Christmas Advent wreath that has candles. And I literally invite someone to arise and shine. Two candles have been lit over the last two weeks. The first candle representing hope and the second candle representing faith. So today I've asked Leah's and my mother, Pam, to come and light the third candle. So Pam, would you mind coming and lighten our third candle today? Thank you, Pam. Each Sunday through the month of December and leading to Christmas Eve candlelight service, we focus on light, the light of God coming to the earth, focusing on the aspects of how Jesus brought hope, faith, peace, and joy to our world. 
And then in turn, we encur- we're encouraging you and we are encouraged through scripture to not only take this light and appreciate it, adore God, but to take and let that light shine through us to others. Speaking of letting light shine through you and to others, matter of fact, I'm going to invite you to take your flyer because we wanted to give you tools. Take a look on the front of that flyer, as Pastor Jerry was pointing out. We created flyers to help you shine the light of Jesus to your neighbors, to your friends, to family members. Because oftentimes we're like, oh, I don't know what to say. I don't know how to approach somebody. Well, this time of year is the easiest time to invite somebody to experience the light of God through Jesus Christ, to experience hope, to experience peace, to experience joy. And so we gave you this tool we gave you this flyer as a tool to help invite people. It's nice and small, and it kind of talks about the fun things we're going to be doing, such as we're going to have music, live carolers, a hot chocolate bar, children's activities, and a special gift for everybody. Invite your friends, invite your family, invite your work associates. Say, come on, join me, meet me on Christmas Eve at Refinery Church. We're going to fill up this room, and then we're going to open up the tent as well uh, so people can be sitting out there. Um, Like I said last week, take a few of these, but don't keep them. All right. Did you hear me? Take a few, but don't keep them. Say that with me. Take a few, but don't keep them. Now turn to the person next to you. Look at take a few, but don't keep them. Take a few. We bought, we got 2000 of these. Take a few with you today and then, um, hand them out and don't keep them. This week's candle that we're letting shine represents joy. Everybody say joy. Christmas is meant to be filled with joy, right? It really is. That's what's highlighted on television and movies. Joy is the theme song. It's meant to be filled with joy, but certainly it can be. And often, though, it can be lacking joy, can't it? I mean, for many of us, you know, maybe you've experienced loss. I remember that first Christmas after my mom died. I was only 16 years old. It was the worst Christmas of my life. I remember very clearly being in my living room without my mom and opening up a Christmas gift that I'd bought for myself, thinking, man, I miss you, mom, because mom made Christmas special. Mom was the one who helped to foster and cultivate joy in our home. And I clearly remember the loss that I felt at Christmas time. See, it can be that way for us at this time of year. It can be joyful, but it can also be painful. The extra responsibilities, the busyness, as Pastor Jared alluded to, the disappointments, you know what they can do? They can kill joy. And joy is a very sensitive, sensitive thing, and it can easily be killed. Yet joy is the thing that God wants us to know. Joy is the thing that God wants us to experience every day, not just happiness, but joy deep down. Jesus even said when he was here on earth, if you remember from this past summer, he said that all of his messages, all of his teachings were intended to give us joy, to fill us with joy. Take a look. This is what Jesus said in John chapter 15, verse 11. He said, I have told you these things, all of these messages, so that you will be filled with my joy. Yes, your joy will overflow. 
That's what God wants for you. He wants your joy to be so full that it's overflowing and it's pouring out on others. Kind of like this picture that uh, Pastor uh, Jen had shared with us a couple of weeks ago. This image that she drew when she was uh, taking notes on a Sunday morning, God gave her this picture of this vase being filled up so full that it was overflowing. This is how God wants your life to be, filled with joy, filled with peace, filled with hope, so much so that it's overflowing to others, right? That's how it wants, that's how God wants it. But often, unfortunately, sadly, we face joy killers. Joy killers, right? Here's what often happens. You go to the Brea Mall and it's so beautiful. Or you drive down to South Coast Plaza and you go, wow. Or you go over to Fashion Island and you see the beautiful tree and you, and you hear the music playing and you get into your car and you turn on your Christmas playlist and you hear that song, Joy to the World, right? And you're going, man, that's what it's all about. Then you think, man, my life's too crazy. You jump on the 55, the 91, the 405 and joy just flies out the window. The stress, the chaos that surrounds this season and you think to yourself, man, I'm lucky just to get through the day, right? I'm lucky just to survive. Joy killers affect us all. Joy killers can be sickness, which so many people unfortunately are experiencing. Joy killers can be relationship tension. The anxiety that you feel knowing that there's going to be some family gathering and you're going to see that family member. Financial stress. These are joy killers. It's real. So, what do you do? Jesus says he wants you to know joy, and you're saying, yeah, but the killers have their sights set on me. Well, I want to help you today. I want to help you as we roll into this season to foster and cultivate joy even in the midst of chaos. You want to try that? You want to do that? Okay. Here's what it's going to take. Joy doesn't just happen. God gives it to you, but you have to be proactive. You have to be intentional. You have to daily discipline yourself to posture yourself to have joy. All right? You got to lift up your head. That's why the prophet said in Isaiah chapter 60, verse 1, arise and shine. Because when you're sitting like this, oh God, the world sucks. <laughs> the freeways, the cost of everything so expensive. You can't have joy in this posture. This is not a joy posture. That's a, that's a bad posture. A joy posture is arising and shining and facing the situation and declaring to God, you are faithful. Facing the situation, praying for strength, and then adjusting your thought life, adjusting your perspective. My friend Tyson this morning was talking, we were kind of conversing a little bit about the message today, and he said, you know, Pastor Kelly, it reminds me of a story I once heard, if, that when you walk into a building and you see those uh, tiles that are like in drop ceilings, you know how they put the, the, the acoustical tiles in some of those drop ceilings? Some of you might know what I'm talking about. And you walk into that, that room and you happen to see off in the corner one of the tiles are missing. It, you, what do you do? You sit down at the table or you sit down in the row and all your attention is focused on that missing tile. Isn't that right? 
I mean, you just, oh my gosh, why didn't somebody fix that? How, why is that broken? You know, somebody needs to do something about that. And you decide you're going to put it upon yourself and you're going to go back to the sound man. Is somebody going to fix that tile over there? Because I mean, the, the stuff's going to fall out and you're obsessed with the missing tile. And we tend to focus on that missing tile and we forget about the fact that there's 999 other tiles that are in place that we should be thankful for. That's how our life can be oftentimes. We get so fixated on a problem or a, a challenge that we miss the joy. So we have to be intentional. We have to cultivate joy and then let it shine. So for you note takers, I'm going to give you three ways that this season you can cultivate and foster joy even in the midst of chaos. You ready for it? Here's number one. The first one is this one. Take a look. Give thanks. Let's all say that together. Give thanks is my, my calling card, it is something that is, that is deep into my heart because thankfulness functions as what I like to say, Windex. Y'all, anybody know what Windex is? Y'all use Windex? Clean the windows, right? Joy is Windex. I'm sorry, giving thanks is Windex. Giving thanks is Windex. Because oftentimes our life can get foggy like the windows. It can get cloudy like the windows. And you go to look out those windows and you're looking for joy and all you see is fuzziness. All you see is everything's unfocused. You don't know what's going on. When I worry, when I fear and I fret, it makes life out of focus. Have you noticed that? I just can't see clearly when I'm worrying, when I'm stressing out. How do you clear up that window? How do you clear up the fogginess? Giving thanks. It's the Windex of joy that helps to bring clarity. Thank you, God, that there's 99 tiles in here. And we'll work on that one. We'll work on that one. But I'm not going to lose sight of 99. It clears the fog. It helps to refocus. And one of my favorite verses, I shared it this last summer. It's one I meditate on a daily basis. And this is truth. Matter of fact, I'm going to invite all of you. We're going to put it on the screen. Let's read this together because we need to charge the atmosphere with God's word. We need to hear ourselves declaring these words. So ready? On the count of three, we're going to read this together. One, two, three. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he's done. Do you see that? Here we go. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your heart and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. Notice it's not about ignoring or denying the problems. It's not just positive thinking. Oh, I'm just going to pretend that's not there. It's not what it says. It says, acknowledge your needs, acknowledge your cares, give them to God, and allow him to deal with them. And then give thanks for what he's done. That good? Thank God the Holy Spirit spoke through the Apostle Paul to give us this very wise way to approach worrying and fear. Shift your perspective off the problems and onto how God has provided for him for you. And here's what it does. That thanks begins to clear things up. Oh, you begin to see more clearly as you give thanks. Look what it says in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 18. It says, be thankful in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you who belong to Christ Jesus. You call yourself a Christian. God's will is that you would be thankful. 
find a way to be thankful. Find a way to give thanks. And it will help to clear the picture up. Number two, take a look at number two on the screen here. Let's all say this together. One, two, three, care for others. Mm, 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 mm. As you give your cares over to God, as if your hands are full, here's all my cares and worries, God, I'm going to give them over to you. Now your hands are empty, and now you have the ability to care for others, to reach out, to bring healing, to lift somebody up, to provide a hand of care and compassion. See, when you say, God, I'm going to let you take care of me, now use me to help care for others. There's something that happens inside of us, and it's called joy. Scripture teaches, and science supports this truth, that when we care for others, it does something in our lives that makes us feel more purposeful, more meaningful, more joyful, and more peaceful. When we care for others, you know why? God designed you that way. He didn't design you to carry worry and fear. He designed you to be giving and caring. Look what it says in, uh, in uh, Proverbs chapter 19, verse 7. It says, if you help the poor, you are lending to the Lord and he will repay you. See what the Bible says in Proverbs is that you're going to get something back when you care for others. And you're not just getting something back from them. Do you see who it is? If you help the poor, you're lending to whom? The Lord. That's pretty good. Matter of fact, I love how it says there, it's your lending to the Lord. The original translation is literally about saying, God, I'm going to loan this to you. And you know with a loan, whenever somebody pays it back, what happens? There's usually interest, right? God says, oh, I'll pay the interest too. You help others, you're lending to God, and God says, good, I'm going to pay you back even more than you gave. Isn't that good? I love how the Bible uses the word, when you help and care for others, you're lending to the Lord, and he's going to pay you back because he's faithful. He always pays his bills, and he pays back usually double, triple. The Bible even says a hundred times what was given. Mm, Sounds good, doesn't it? Now, some of you go, Pastor Kelly, I don't know that Jesus talked about that. Well, hold on, hold on. Luke chapter 6, take a look at what Jesus said. He says, give and you will receive. Same thing as Proverbs. Give and you will receive. Your gift will return to you in full. But not just in full. Pressed down, shaken together, and running over. To make room for more, pour it into your lap. The amount you give will determine the amount you get back. I believe, I believe deeply that when we care for others, what the Lord is saying is I'm going to return back to you, not only monetarily, but something that you can't even buy called joy. When you care for others, you're going to find that it stirs up joy inside of you as a gift from the Lord. There's a depth of joy that only comes when we care and give to others. That's why our giving bag program is so important. That's why we're spotlighting it and highlighting it this month. It's so important. And we want, I want to give you the tool to receive joy. Simple. Take a giving bag. Go out. Spend some money. Spend some good money. Buy some good things that a family might need. 
and give and watch and see how God fills you with joy and he repays you back more than you even gave. Now that sound good? Yeah. Amen. Number three. Number three. Did somebody put this water on the podium for me? That was good. Did you do that, Pastor Jared? Thank you. You're so giving. You're so thoughtful. Thank you. I needed some water. This big one. Huge. You ready for it? Number three. So let's all say it together. One, two, three. Change thinking. Got to change your thinking. Got to change your thinking. This is a big one. Big one. Because oftentimes we have what I call stinking thinking. I have that. We get fixated, right? Like I talked about at the beginning. We fret over our current situation and circumstances going, and we just start spinning. Like the little wheel on the computer, you know, when things are you're just not going anywhere, right? The little wheel, the little turny thing, just going and going, and you're wondering, is anything ever going to happen? Our minds do that. They do the same thing. We just start spinning and spin. They keep us from sleeping. They keep us from uh, uh, doing what we need to do. They keep us bound in worry and fear. And then we're irritable and we're aggravated. And we're sitting across the dinner table from somebody going, yeah, you all are ugly people. <sighs> because you're all fretting and you're all worried. You're all consumed. You have stinking thinking. There's no worry. There's no joy in worry and fear. Just stress and anxiety. That's all there is. There's no joy in worry and fear. There's just stress and anxiety, right? So here's what God teaches us to do there in 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 5. Here's what we do. It says, we demolish, love that word, we demolish the arguments and every pretension or every idea that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. The Apostle Paul, the Holy Spirit through the Apostle Paul is saying, take captive those stinking thinking thoughts. Put them in jail. Lock them down. And fix your eyes and your thoughts on God. Anything that comes and speaks against God's ways. Anything that comes and speaks to you to be in fear and in doubt and in worry. God says, take those thoughts captive. Don't let them spin. Don't let them control you. Take them captive. Leah and I, when we were going through our challenge with COVID, Leah had to guard her mind because doctors, God bless them, are going to give you the worst case scenario. Isn't that right? Most of the time, they're going to say, well, I don't know how this is going to turn out. Matter of fact, one of our ladies in our church just recently, the doctor said, well, we think you have cancer. And so we've been praying for her. Her name is Amy. And thank God she went for a whole month of tests and everything, came back cancer-free. Praise God. Isn't that beautiful? But I can tell you, and you've experienced this too, for that month, she was so concerned because the worst-case scenario was told for her. And what happens is you got to get a hold of those thoughts. you got to put them captive. And you say, God, you are my father, God. I am your child, and you have good things for me. Our thoughts have to be fixed on Christ and his message for us. Take those thoughts captive. Check out this verse in Philippians chapter 4, verse 8. It says this, And now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. Fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable. I say this often. You've probably heard me say this before. I love this passage of scripture. It says fix your thoughts because thinking, th stinking thinking is broken thoughts. It's broken thinking. You got to fix it. And how do you fix it? Here's what Paul says. 
Fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. Think about these things that are excellent and worthy of praise. Fill your brain with good thoughts, joy-filled thoughts, faith-filled thoughts. And you know what happens? Joy begins to bubble up. And as you begin to have joy and you're sitting at the dinner table with all those family members, you no longer are looking like this. Man, you guys are suck. You terrible. You Something's happening on the inside and joy begins to shine out. And you can arise and shine and allow joy to shine from you. I want to give you some encouragement in the evening time. Uh, I've read a lot about sleeping because sometimes I struggle with sleeping because like you, my thoughts are consumed with what's going on. As the shepherd of a church, there's numerous people who are going through numerous things in their lives. And so I'm regularly aware of what you're going through and I care. So I pray and I intercede on your behalf. I counsel, I visit. And so sometimes my thoughts are just consumed So what do I do? I make sure at night, 30 minutes before I go to bed, I don't read the news. I don't turn on CNN or Fox or whatever media might be out there. I don't turn on Instagram. I don't turn on Facebook. All of that stuff is off. I turn on some praise and worship music, kind of like Danielle was leading today. And I just let that, I just listen to that. Matter of fact, now we have Alexa all over our house. She's everywhere. And I say, Alexa, play worship. And it's magical. Suddenly worship starts playing all over my house. I'm like, that's perfect. I fill my house and I fill my thoughts for those last 30 minutes before I go to bed with good thoughts. I fix my thoughts. I don't want stinking thinking. Science shows that the last things that you think about, you read or you listen to, they're in your psyche and you you digest them. You meditate on them. You marinate on them all night long. So before you go to bed, Fix your thoughts. Turn off the bad, negative stuff and turn on the good stuff. Last thing you want to listen to or watch should be something that fills you with joy. And some of you might be going, well, Pastor Kelly, how do you do that? Grab your Bible. Open it right in the middle. Right in the middle of the Bible. I love that it's right in the middle. It's almost like God planned it there. It's the book of Psalms. All these Psalms intended for you to have joy, for you to experience God's presence. You can literally open up the middle of the Bible and read a couple of chapters of Psalms. Sometimes it's David going, oh God, where are you? But at the end of the chapter, he says, though I'm struggling, my faith in you is strong. Read Psalms, read one every night and watch your stinking thinking turn into good thoughts and you begin to be filled with joy. Amen. Danielle, come on up here, would you? Danielle and the team. Here's my main point as I'm closing up. We're going we're gonna to close one more time with that beautiful song, Oh, Come All Ye Faithful. This season, we want to make sure that we're hearing these songs and they're in your thoughts. As you experience joy in the midst of your chaos this season, as you look at that third candle that was lit and you're reminded about joy, I want it to remind you to let joy shine from you. Because there's so many people who are going through so much stuff right now. They need joy. And you are going to be the one that's going to help to shine joy into their life. Just like when we light these candles. 
If I were to turn off all these lights and it was pitch black outside, you know what's beautiful? Is these candles would illuminate this dark room and it would allow you to be able to walk through the chairs and make your way around here. But if that candle wasn't lit and it was pitch black outside and all the lights were off, you'd be tripping and falling and struggling to make it through here. When you're shining like one of these candles in a dark world, people are going to be able to find their way. They're struggling. They're, 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 they're tripping up over life. And they need you to arise and shine. For your light has come. And the glory of God, that is his light, is shining upon you. So reflect that light this season. Be a person of joy. And watch lives turn around. Would you pray with me? This Christmas season, we want to be intentional about allowing your light to shine in and through us. So I pray for every man and woman in here that this season they would know deep, real joy. Not just warm Christmas, cuddly feelings, but deep joy that sustains us in a time of chaos, in a time of loss and pain. So, Lord, I pray in the name of Jesus for every man and woman in here that they would know your joy that comes through a relationship in Jesus Christ. And with your heads bowed and your eyes closed, nobody looking around right now, just to sake a moment of privacy, if you have never made Jesus your Lord and Savior, let today be that day. Simply say, God, I believe in Jesus. I want him in my life. I want to make him my Lord. I confess that I've been trying to do things my way. God, I want to do things your way. And so God, come, come into my heart and fill me with your Holy Spirit through Jesus Christ, I pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you for joining us today. We hope you were blessed by today's message. For more great content and information about Refinery Church, find us at wearerefinery.com and our socials, We Are Refinery. If you would like to help support and give to the ministry, visit our website at wearerefinery.com forward slash give. See you on our next episode at the Refinery Church Podcast.